Welcome to Eventful, the podcast for meeting professionals. I'm your host, Lauren Edelstein with North Star Meetings Group. Eventful, the podcast, is our way of inviting you to join some of the interesting conversations we have with people in our business about topics that really should be on your radar. I look forward to hearing what you think, and please be sure to subscribe. For this episode of Eventful, I reached out to Fiona Pelham, CEO of Positive Impact Events, which supports a sustainable global events industry. Now that meetings around the world are essentially on hold, we're seeing some dramatic environmental strides, specifically in better air quality. We discussed how we might as an industry retain some of those benefits when we resume meeting and how it might be even harder to make the case for in-person meetings as we're accustomed to connecting virtually. What we're really keen to create a narrative around is the importance of events for humanity. So rather than dwell on the environmental benefits of our whole world stopping, it's a narrative of the importance of humans coming together and being collectively human. And it's events that provide that space. Right. Um, And what we're seeing is that because we're not physically traveling, people are really looking at alternatives and virtual meetings, you know, are the one, you know, area of information that our audience is clamoring for. Um, And we're also looking at um, different platforms and ways to bring people together. And even just now we're on a Zoom meeting and, you know, we're seeing a lot more of that. I'm having daily check-ins with video with my team. My boss is doing that as well. And we're seeing all different um, organizations that would have had physical gatherings, even the way the news is reported. So it's a lot of change. And it's going to be very interesting because um, one of the things that we always talk about within the event industry that we really get is those magical moments of meeting someone in a corridor or in the line to the bathroom. Um, And we're great as an industry at saying face-to-face matters and people will always want to be face-to-face. We as an industry understand that. I do wonder what the wider world will think in the future when we're all back on our feet, whether the wider world will think, yes, I want to be back face-to-face with thousands of people, or whether they'll associate that with potential danger and, and concerns. So I think now is a good time for our industry to really be taking the time to think of our narrative and our messaging so that we can come back strong and say, this is why it's vital for humans to meet and be together face to face. Right. And, you know, I mean, even just the Zoom meetings, everybody breaks into a smile when they see each other's faces and we're doing it every day. I think there will be a clamoring for a human connection, but I also think there is going to be some fear. Um, And I think that will change the way we hold meetings going forward. What what do you expect to be changing? Absolutely. I think the concept of meetings and events will become more strategic. So businesses will look at why are they doing that meeting and event? And they'll involve their meetings and events team in a strategic conversation. So that's going to go way beyond the logistical role that event professionals used to have and step into 
what's going to be the human interaction that will happen and how will we facilitate that and really recognize the outcomes that are needed. Um, you'll be familiar that we did a piece of work last year that we submitted to the UNSDG Summit on the role of events in accelerating progress towards the sustainable development goals. And that piece of work was saying every time humans come together, there's a chance for them to learn something new, for them to uh, create new connections and collaborations. And from that happening, new solutions will be created for our world. So it's really important that we can say, Look, bringing people together and the, the messiness almost that happens, the, the things that can't be controlled, that's what is like the gold of any business or personal relationship. So the Zoom meetings are great, but we all turn up at the same time. We all follow the agenda. There's none of those side conversations or serendipity that's happening. And that's what we risk losing. And, you know, there's a lot of platforms that are trying to replicate that in the virtual world. And I've been sitting through many demos because we're looking mm -hmm. at that as an organization. And it's really hard for me to visualize, you know, when they say, um, you know, and in this room, we can have one-on-one -on -one appointments and there can be, you know, mm -hmm. 100 or 200 concurrent appointments going on. And it's very hard for me to visualize because I haven't experienced trying to participate in a conference that way. I think that's a yeah. hard concept, but do you think that's something that we're going to be getting used to because that is the way we're going to be experiencing some gap? Yes, I think absolutely. Again, our, our industry understands the value of face-to-face, -face, but we have to realize that we have to have a very strong business case for what we do. And um, businesses now are going to be thinking about health and safety, about reputation, about budgets, about ease. Um, and that will mean that virtual meeting has come into a whole new realm of possibility that it didn't have before this situation. Um, so I think event professionals will be ready to juggle virtual and face-to-face -face. and again it's raising the profile and being strategic um, so that you can go to your boss and say I know how to make people connect and feel comfortable I know how to create spaces for the important conversations to be had um, and for that to be done in a way that works for the business rather than we'll just put it on Zoom and uh, right. see what happens. So this is really the new skill set that people can be working on now. I mean, how yeah. to either pivot to a virtual meeting if yeah. necessary or include a virtual component so that people who aren't able to participate physically or are skittish about it um, yes. can still participate virtually. Absolutely. And I think a further new skill set that we will develop as an industry is being able to very quickly say the business case of meeting, um, being able to uh, tell stories and have a strong narrative of why face-to-face -face connection is important. And putting that conversation in the context of all the other things businesses are thinking about. Um, so not just, oh, it's nice to meet because it's nice to meet. And definitely not just let's meet because here is the economic impact. We're going to need more than that. 
Mm -hmm. So we're going to, so, you know, to further that thought, um, you're talking about just, you know, the ideas that come forward or the, um, the relationships that are built in, in a face-to-face realm. Yes. And being able to talk about the importance of that in a way that business understands and in a way that global governments understand is not going to be enough for us to just say, hey, we believe in face-to-face meetings. We know they're important. Hey, remember that time you met someone at the coffee machine? Um, And that's why within the Positive Impact team, we're really working on giving out resources to upskill event professionals so that they can speak the language of the sustainable development goals. And many people may say, well, why? Why is that important? And it's because those goals are the roadmap that government and businesses are committed to following up to 2030. So if we can say events are important because they further those goals, then we're speaking the business language of the people that we want to hold events. And what do you see that will have to change because of the coronavirus um, in how we further those goals and in how we advance in, in our objectives? Yeah, there's a few things that I think will have to change. The first is um, every event professional to really step up and be a leader and be strategic, be a strong voice around the table. Um, I've mentioned it before. So being able to say, this is why we're doing an event. This is why we're bringing people face to face so that everybody invited to that event understands it. So they're all inspired to be there. And it's not just um, going to an event for going to an event's sake. I think the second thing that we will be changing as an industry is our reporting on events. So being able to talk about the impact the events have had, the legacy that they're leaving behind. Again, the reason that people came together. And I think there's a few reasons for that. One, that will make people feel more at ease and better about going to the events. Um, We don't know what the emotional hangover from all being quarantined is going to be. So we may need some of that easing ourselves back into being out in big groups. Um, But then I think also the reporting piece has us be part of a bigger business conversation. Most business decisions are taken and there are annual reports around them, return on investment strategies. And I don't know that's always the case with events. And again, being able to report on the event impact in line with the sustainable development goals will position events as a tool to move a business forward. Right. And now that we're seeing you know, the, you know, for example, one organization has an uncarbon calculator running, which is showing the improvements to the environment based on the fact that people are not traveling and gathering. How do we retain some of those benefits? It's almost as if we've been thrown into sustainability mode in a way we would not have, you know, we would not have gotten there that quickly on our own. How do we retain some of that Absolutely. Well, we can no longer ignore, and we have been ignoring, the industry has been, um, there's been a number of conversations between industry associations and UNFCCC, who are the climate change UN secretariat. 
we've been ignoring the fact that our work creates emissions. Um, we can't anymore. What we can do is collaborate with the UN bodies like UNF, Triple C, and collaborate with other partners like airlines, transport providers, hotels, convention centers, and together take responsibility for the fact that there is an impact from what we do and start to, like governments are doing around the world, set targets and report against those targets. So um, if you look at the Paris Agreement, um, that is global governments around the world saying, yes, we'll reduce our emissions. And they're not saying we will not have any transport within our cities, we'll have everyone walking. What they're saying is we'll use transport that has lower emissions. So it would be exactly the same for our industry to say, we're going to address our emissions. Where do those emissions come from? Mainly travel. So we're going to work with our travel providers to look for solutions. Um, but stepping up and measuring and reporting and being part of the conversation is what we'll need to do immediately. If we don't, the risk is that other people will mandate our behavior. I mean, it's going to be very easy to see the amount of carbon saved by no travel to meetings. So it would be very easy for governments and businesses to say, well, let's just keep doing that. Let's keep using Zoom. That keeps our carbon emissions low. Mm -hmm. And actually, one of the um, pieces of research the Positive Impact Team were doing just up to a month ago was reviewing the annual sustainability reports. We did this work last year in, in 2019. Too. And in 2019, we couldn't really find any content about sustain events within sustainability reports. And in 2020, what we started to see is big corporates referring to events only in the context of we've stopped doing events and changed to online to save carbon. Mm -hmm. So we can't hide from this conversation anymore. And um, the industry may think that talking about economics as their priority when they come back, but really it's, it's getting involved in conversations like this that will frame the future of our industry, which are utterly vital. Mm -hmm. So it's almost as if the, um, the carbon savings and the improvements made during this time is going to make it harder for us to argue for the benefit of meeting face-to-face. -face. It is if we keep arguing the way we've always argued, which has been an economic argument, um, because we're starting to see what life is like when we just put the economics first. Um, now, if we start to argue for meetings and events around a humanity basis, if we start to argue in the language that business and governments will understand the sustainable development goals, then I think we have more potential to maintain our industry. I do think it will look different. I think it will be more virtual mixed with face-to-face. -face. Um, I think we also might see more uh, local events with hubs of local events around the world being connected virtually. But if we don't upskill and learn how to have a new narrative about the importance of events, we may be challenged. Right. And how would you suggest um, people take this time 
to upscale and learn the narrative or talk to suppliers about what they can do going forward? What are the resources? Yeah, well, the positive impact team have over the last few weeks been really thinking about this, really thinking how can we provide resources that will upskill um, the event industry. So um, we are going to be launching a campaign with the intention of upskilling 100,000 event professionals so that they have 15 hours of education, which they can then put on their CV when they go back to work. And that content will leave them able to talk about this new narrative, will leave them able to state the business case for the future of the event industry, and also leave them empowered and inspired to build the future for our industry, because it's, it's going to take all of us in action on that. And, and in what format would this education take place? We are going to be asking people to sign up to receive a daily email with the content. It's just half an hour a day. Um, that's going to be in a mixed format of podcasts, webinars, um, short films, PDFs to read. Um, and then people can consume it at their own leisure. So it will be available on our website forever. Um, and the intention is that that 100,000 community, once upskilled, are able to really own this content and take it into their own lives and their own careers. Uh, all of the content is shaped around empowering people. It doesn't tell anyone what to do. We're not giving out any checklists or guidelines that you must follow. We are, we're teaching you to fish rather than giving you the fish. So we don't know what's going to happen with this, but we hope this will be a building block to creating a strong future event industry. And that's at positiveimpactevents.com? It is. People will be able to sign up at that website. Yes. Okay, great. What else should we be preparing for at this time? Um, well, I think we should also, and I have to say I've been really inspired by this, we should also be keeping an eye out for each other and looking after each other. We are an amazing industry. The job we do is one of the most important in the world because we're bringing people together, and that's, that's humanity. We make humanity happen. Um, and we all know that we have amazing skills of strength, resilience, cooperation. So right now, I think we should be looking after each other as an industry so that we can reshape and reform and come back stronger. Because without people like event professionals in the world, there's going to be a big missing, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I see that. I see just a lot of people, you know, a lot of organizations reaching out. And what's happening now is the um, convention centers and hotels are converting into hospitals yes. or facilities for people to quarantine. And really, they're, you know, looking at these empty spaces and, and, and looking to help their communities, which is really nice. To see. Absolutely. And I think that our role as event professionals in the future is going to have a much bigger impact on our communities than we may have previously done. Um, I think we're going to be thinking about the legacy of our events on the community 
that's hosting our event. Um, and I also think we're going to be uh, choosing how we deliver our event so it has the greatest positive impact possible on the attendees, on the supply chain, on the destination. And that's really exciting. That's something that we can look forward to. We're going to be the people that are rebuilding what it means to be human and connecting. Right, right. Good. Yeah. Anything else to add? I don't think so. I mean, I, well, actually what I would say is that, that this, uh, the materials that we're sharing, we've created to inspire and empower people. We don't necessarily know the right answer. So we're also keen to hear best practice from people. And um, as well as asking people to spend half an hour a day consuming the materials and getting curious, we also want to encourage people to share their stories because there are some wonderful best practice stories out there. Um, so we're going to provide a toolkit and encourage people to take social media, sharing their best practice as well. So we can all learn from each other. Great. Great. Well, thank you so much. I mean, it's a, it's a difficult time for everybody, but it's also inspiring to look forward and, and see how we can learn from, from our collective experience and, and support one another and support the industry. So exactly. Yeah, and thank you, Nostra, for being in action to share this story so that um, more event professionals are able to have access to something that might make a difference. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Be sure to rate and review us and check back for new episodes soon.